right. So today we are talking to Pierre Yves. Hi. Hi, Jacek. Uh, to meet great you. to have you on here. Uh, I think great to have you on here because uh, I'm based in Switzerland and you created a company in Switzerland, mm -hmm. uh, which is sort of built on closure, uh, which is fantastic. Um, so where do we start? Like, how did you start even working with Exoscale and like, where's the idea come from? And well, I I, I had a bit of a um, how do I say <laughs> rocky path to. Uh, uh, to development, um, I uh, I started uh, my career working more on the infrastructure side of things mm -hmm. um, in the uh, early mid 2000 2000s, uh, when, uh, from my perspective, most of the uh, uh, complex problems uh, lied more with infrastructure. Mm -hmm. uh, it was a bit tough to uh, uh, get throughput and bandwidth out of load balancers and out of uh, um, you know, to, to build a complex infrastructure, virtualization was uh, relatively nascent uh, back then. So, so lots of interesting problems. Uh, and on the side of that, I was doing uh, development for open source projects, uh, mm -hmm. mostly uh, OpenBSD, so mostly uh, uh, C development, uh, which yeah. is where uh, I'm, I'm rooted, even though I already, always had an interest in, uh, in Lisp. Mm -hmm. And um, I mean, this this grounded my my understanding of the the infrastructure world. Which, uh, uh, but as time went on, uh, uh, end of the 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 two thousands, we we started seeing uh, uh, applications come on the internet, and uh, things started uh, getting more interesting uh, from the from the development aspect. So I mm -hmm. I slowly but uh, surely um, uh, switched uh, to that side of the world, and. Uh, uh, that's also when uh, some of the um, more involved um, hosting alternatives uh, started uh, coming along, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, which interested me, uh, which uh, I used in uh, a couple of uh, smaller companies, uh, um, but where, especially in Europe, we were always uh, stuck between uh, a, a very pricey and not super performant uh, back then uh, uh, AWS, mm -hmm. and. Uh, Way way more basic uh, offerings with um, uh, tons of caveats, such as uh, the OVH or Hertzners uh, of the world. Mm -hmm. um, so th th that's a bit where the the idea was. Uh, 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 I mean, uh, that where where the seed was planted uh, to uh, try and attack a space that would be a bit uh, in the middle, where uh, uh, you'd get the uh, the ease of use and um, the, the seamless approach of having automation tooling uh, worked through an API to automate infrastructure, but uh, mm -hmm. you know to care um, to care about performance as well, uh, mm -hmm. even though with a, a smaller product spectrum. So that mm -hmm. that's where we started from, really, uh, with this um, with this core ID uh, and. Um, we started working on the, the initial product in 2012, so mm -hmm. uh, 10 years ago, uh, and right. um, uh, went the our initial release uh, was in early 2013. Mm -hmm. So, what does Exascale provide for someone that don't that don't know the company? We we're a, a cloud hosting company, so um, right. that's the, the the core of what we do, which translates to uh, 
providing virtual machines, uh, managed uh, Kubernetes clusters, mm -hmm. uh, object storage that's uh, compatible with uh, AWS S3, mm -hmm. um, and, and tons of API-backed functionality to manage infrastructure, mm -hmm. uh, be they physical resources uh, such as you know um, machines uh, storage uh, or higher level uh, uh, functionality such as uh, identity and access management uh, single sign-on mm -hmm. functionality uh, orchestrating uh, uh, security so firewalling through security groups mm -hmm. uh, load balancers or elastic IPs. So, so i would say the, the 80 percent uh, uh, product spectrum that uh, uh, that most people use from uh, uh, from the larger providers, mm -hmm. but if but on the um, how would I say if you look at all the providers, we we fit in that niche that uh, uh, DigitalOcean uh, sits in uh, Scaleway mm -hmm. in uh, in Europe. That those are you know the our closest equivalents, I would say. Mm -hmm. Are there any advantages of uh, being located, for example, know, in Switzerland versus any other cloud providers? I would say, the, I mean, the physical location from for Swiss companies, of course, uh, and uh, that, that was the the initial draw. Uh, uh, Exascale being a, a, a Swiss company headquartered in Switzerland. Uh, since then, we we expanded in Europe. I, th I think most of the so there are advantages when you're close, when you're in the in the country that you provide, and when you don't have, um, uh, I would say, financing coming from uh, uh, remote countries. That those are the the two key elements that that matter a lot to the more institutional uh, uh, customers we can have. So either uh, state attached, uh, the academic sector tends to be very. Uh, uh, prudent with, with this as well, uh, and so are uh, you know the the, uh, the more established um, companies such as in the um, utility business uh, uh, or the, the the banking and insurance uh, mm -hmm. sector as well. But it's let's say it's a bit the cherry on top, right? Um, if if you don't have the product, you you still don't get to uh, to play. Uh, so um, I mean, of course, we are. Proud to to be in uh, in Europe and building stuff uh, out of Europe and and, and Switzerland, mm -hmm. um, in the sense that we're a, a lot of uh, a lot of this technology tends to come either from uh, uh, from the US or from uh, uh, Asian companies. So so I think it's it's important to still keep uh, um, engineering in Europe as well. Sure, uh, but. Um, uh, the sole fact uh, that we are uh, uh, located in uh, uh, in Switzerland uh, can't be the the end of our proposal. We also have to differentiate on the product and to uh, to deliver quality uh, quality solutions. Right, and uh, all of this product that you mentioned, this is well, is built on Closure. And I was just wondering why, for example, choosing Closure to build your backend infrastructure in this. Yeah, uh, so. First thing, SaaS, I wouldn't say all of it is in Clojure. We have, mm -hmm. like, I would say, roughly 70% of the code base that's uh, mm -hmm. Clojure. Mm -hmm. um, some of the things that, uh, I mean, the, the the rest used to be C, and now it's a bit, uh, uh, we tend to reach out to, to Go uh, for things that are simple and close to the, to the workload. Mm -hmm. 
so we use like you know a, a typical uh, uh, architecture that you would use for distributed systems where uh, that we have a service layer that deals with uh, API coverage and an orchestration layer that takes the the decisions both of these first layers are in uh, in closure and then uh, there's a say uh, agent layer uh, that's close to the workload and replicated uh, on uh, many many machines and and those tend to be go but tend to do also things that are way simpler and <clears throat> I mean, the, the the first answer is that uh, it was rooted in uh, previous experiences, uh, mm -hmm. uh, successfully building product, products with uh, uh, with closure in the in the past. Uh, but also that we started the, this effort uh, with uh, four people, mm -hmm. and uh, uh, we didn't have a a, a lot of um, uh, time on our hands, and um, we did want the the functionality that we knew we could get from the JVM mm -hmm. uh, and needed something uh, you know expressive enough uh, for us to be really fast uh, uh, especially in the the early phase phases of development mm -hmm. um, i think we were fortunate enough that closure grew a bit with us uh, mm -hmm. and and uh, gradually added uh, things that uh, help maintain a, a larger code bases mm -hmm. um, if if it hadn't, I don't know if we would still be uh, on it today. Not entirely sure. Right. So, what kind of things do you have in mind right now? Um, so spec really uh, 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 tends to to help with the the larger systems. Uh, mm -hmm. I think um, the 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 way we use uh, component also really helped structure the way we. Uh, we build code bases, uh, mm -hmm. and uh, uh, in some areas, uh, trans transducers also um, uh, gave us uh, a, a huge boost uh, in our way to in our ability to uh, uh, to test complex things uh, for uh, correctness. Mm -hmm. uh, and you mentioned yeah. you built uh, some applications before with Closure. So how how did you end up with Closure? The what well, the that was two companies ago, um, uh, where um, uh, in a shop that was uh, mostly Ruby on Rails, um, and uh, that needed a a, a larger component uh, which was uh, thread heavy, which uh, Ruby uh, uh, doesn't uh, work really well with, um, and. Uh, could benefit from um, libraries uh, hosted on the JVM. So at uh, at this uh, at this point, we decided to run an experiment with uh, three languages: uh, Erlang, uh, Scala, and uh, Clojure. Um, with a bit of a hunch from on my end that we would end up with uh, Scala, uh, which was super hot uh, back then. Um, and but in a sense, uh, uh, Clojure from both the expressivity but also the consistency standpoint uh, really came out on top uh, and uh, um, yeah uh, provided an easy transition path from uh, mm -hmm. the, the Ruby developers uh, but also like uh, worked really well ended up with a much smaller code bases than in the both the, the other languages Mm -hmm. uh, showed the benefits of uh, sitting on top of the the JVM, which we had a hunch would be uh, would be nice. So we we went with this, um, ended up being a relatively you know solid and uh, uh, well functioning uh, 
part of that uh, particular company. Then yeah. uh, the the falling one was built uh, almost entirely on the on closure as a transition away from uh, from Ruby on Rails uh, as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, with these two successful exercises, uh, 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 it started materializing as something I I saw as uh, you know. Uh, really really viable for uh, especially for the early stages of uh, of companies mm-hmm. but 10 years in uh, no <laughs> no regrets <laughs> uh, cool so you mentioned this experiment happened two companies ago what happened one company ago what happened one company ago so i joined um, uh, very early on um, a company called paperly uh, which was doing uh, which was in the social media space um, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, basically ran um, digests off of uh, uh, the, the entire Twitter uh, Twitter stream mm-hmm. uh, and built uh, automated newspapers on uh, either on in specific interests so uh, yeah. uh, or uh, or your own feed right to uh, mm-hmm. catch up a bit on the, the interesting articles that uh, uh, would have showed up on your um, uh, on your stream and the when when I joined, the um, uh, proof of concept was already there, built in Rails, but was you know toppling over, uh, built as uh, a, a really tightly coupled uh, 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 Ruby on Rails plus MySQL application. Um, so so it worked um, conceptually, but uh, in practice, with uh, you know more than a million uh, uh, active users, uh, was uh, suffering heavily. So we uh, with two. Uh, two other developers, we embarked on a, a you know uh, upgrade of the uh, of the, the software and rewrote basically the the the, 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 the platform uh, from a a, a SQL heavy uh, um, architecture to a stream processing architecture, which uh, ended up working quite well. Mm-hmm. Uh, what uh, what didn't work so well is the uh, we missed a bit the the train of um, uh, iPad applications and uh, mm-hmm. um, the when Flipboard came around, uh, uh, the the company suffered heavily because uh, people started turn, turning to to that for their uh, for the digest of their um, Twitter stream. The yeah, the other aspect is that the the um, the social media space uh, mm-hmm. was uh, rife with. Uh, Interesting products, uh, not rife with uh, you know viable business plans uh, right. <laughs> uh, back then, and um, uh, which eventually led uh, uh, to I mean, and it's also the, the chance meeting of uh, my uh, business associ- associates and uh, um, uh, sharing this notion that uh, there was something to do in the the cloud hosting space, which. Mm-hmm. Uh, spoke a bit more to me uh, personally uh, mm-hmm. um, in terms of product space, which led to uh, the start of Exoscale. Okay, and so you mentioned you started this with four persons. Uh, how big are you now? We're about uh, eighty strong now. Eighty. Uh, yeah, uh, wow. with a, a a fifty people uh, engineering team. Wow. Uh, roughly big. split between. Uh, um, well, I say half and half between people who do platform engineering, so so who build the the substrate on which we build products, and then uh, half of the engineering team uh, being product engineering, so mm-hmm. delivering these uh, these infrastructure products. Mm-hmm. 
Mm -hmm. So uh, looking at closure side, what are you using? What kind of libraries? What's the stack of Exascale? Um, well, I, I would say it's a relatively simple stack. I mean, even though um, uh, we're large now, so there's a, 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 a few things around, but we, we, we really tried to reduce the amount of uh, core components we use. Mm -hmm. um, so from a, a, a library standpoint, uh, we are um, heavy users of um, uh, Netty through Aleph. Uh, it's the, the default, how uh, um, say, HTTP server we use. Uh, we tend to use gRPC um, uh, for the um, for the orchestrator to adjunct uh, communication. Um, we we try to s stick as much as possible to what the JVM uh, provides. Mm -hmm. uh, so, for instance, HTTP clients are built uh, off of the. Uh, the, the JVM's uh, internal HTTP client. Now we run on Java 17, so that works well. Right. Yeah. Uh, um, we databases we go to JDBC because for anything that's relatively low cardinality and doesn't mm -hmm. move um, uh, too fast, we still go to SQL. Yeah. Um, works well for us. Through a facade library we, we wrote that gives us a uh, Know, a, an EQL type of uh, syntax that's uh, mm -hmm. convenient mm -hmm. and that's actually open source. Um, we we then use um, Foundation DB uh, quite a bit, uh, which is a, a distributed uh, 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 key value store with, uh, with interesting properties, uh, mm -hmm. especially uh, uh, transactions. Um, and Cassandra in uh, in a handful of uh, places as well. So um, as much as possible, again, we try to stick to uh, the basics. Um, uh, I mentioned for you know the structure of our applications. Uh, we do have a a good deal of uh, uh, small libraries we built to uh, facilitate things, uh, facilitate working with errors, working with. Uh, uh, standing up demons, which we tend to to, to write a lot. Um, all of this for us is deployed onto Kubernetes, mm -hmm. uh, which is a choice we made in uh, 2017 uh, when mm -hmm. we decided to embark on the road to delivering it uh, as a service, which we've been doing for, for two years now. Mm -hmm. um, and... Um, uh, which we also have tons of uh, uh, small uh, closure tooling for to, you know, m make it easier for uh, uh, closure engineers to uh, uh, describe their their application. Um, and I would say that's it in terms of. Uh, let's see, in terms of, I, th I think the yeah the largest external library we use would be would be Aleph. Uh, I would say components everywhere, but it's uh, relatively uh, uh, small. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, a, a lot of uh, you know pure JVM libraries. I was mentioning mm -hmm. Netty, the, the the Cassandra driver, um, mm -hmm. uh, Kafka and Kafka Streams uh, for mm -hmm. a, a lot of the, the stream processing needs we we have. Uh, mostly, um, yeah, mostly with small facades uh, around them. What about front end? So on the front-end side, it's uh, a closure script with Reframe, which uh, works like a charm. Um, mm -hmm. um, 
we started uh, the initial front end started way back in 2013 so before closure script uh, uh, even came uh, came out so the yeah. the first shot was in angular one mm -hmm. um, we still have remnants of this in a, in a handful of uh, uh, less often visited places um, uh, we had a short transition period with um, uh, redux and react mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, I think we we have we still have uh, a few internal tools that were built with Home, but mm -hmm. really the 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 thing that for us made the case was Reframe, mm -hmm. uh, in terms of uh, you know striking the right balance of uh, yeah. the the pure goal that uh, Home had in mind and the the pragmatic uh, uh, well-functioning uh, uh, aspect that um, A-Frame provides. And uh, we've been very happy with it. So we now have also tons of uh, internal tooling built with that. Cool. Uh, uh, yeah, I just wanted uh, to ask, so you went through like a lot of transitions and stuff. Uh, were there any like battle scars you could share? Like, were there any kind of difficult moments where you felt like, oh, I wish I picked this or instead of that? Yes, so um, my earliest battle scar was the transition to Clojure 1.3, I think, mm -hmm. uh, which proved to be a bit of a challenge uh, and tough to to assert that uh, it didn't break due to the, the math changes. Um, I think early Aleph um, was uh, quite buggy and hard and to, uh, mm -hmm. uh, to understand. Um, which could made us, yeah. yeah. Could you share the transition to one three? What was the difficult about this part? Uh, mostly the the fact that the numeric tower changed. Um, mm -hmm. So you would have. Uh, so there's two things. No, there were there were two things. Um, um, one two to one three uh, closure contrib was dropped, mm -hmm. uh, which where basically every closure project back then would uh, have closure core and closure contrib, and off you went. Right, because mm -hmm. it, uh, it provided uh, tons of uh, uh, nice uh, namespaces, uh, which ended up being scattered in uh, core that something uh, uh, separate artifacts later on. Uh, some of them not being uh, uh, ported over. So that that part proved a bit uh, complex, um, and I think. Well, I mean, um, uh, I. I would think it uh, instructed a lot of the the later attitude of the team towards uh, evolution and um, uh, maintaining backwards compatibility because it's the the last time ever we had any issue uh, changing mm -hmm. versions. Um, and yeah, that part was tough, and yeah, these um, small changes that now escape me with the how the numeric tower behaved. Uh, in terms of promotion of types, uh, to, uh, um, uh, made it quite hard to to understand whether you were breaking stuff as you were upgrading. But again, a long time ago, can't remember all of the details, but uh, uh, definitely was uh, a huge effort. With um, with early Aleph, so back in the netty three days, being a bit um, uh, too immature. We also had issues which led uh, us to consider core async when it came out, mm -hmm. uh, which also proved to be 
challenge, to be honest, um, since um, yeah, Core Racing had uh, has interesting choices with uh, some of its semantics, especially on the um, uh, the, the the famous quote of uh, it being uh, built for uh, bug free code is. Uh, well, let's say uh, we were uh, we weren't entirely up to the challenge, uh, uh, <laughs> um, and uh, it proved to be um, uh, yeah to to be quite complex to to debug some of its uh, uh, aspects. Mm -hmm. uh, so, which in the meantime, uh, LF evolved and we developed enough. Uh, um, how would I say? Uh, competence with uh, uh, Neti and Alef to, to safely transition back to it, uh, which right now is the is the primary choice for us. I mean, I think those are not I mean, not necessarily things that impact a ton of people because a lot of applications can you know really safely run on Jetty and, and be quite happy with it. Um, things like our object storage solution uh, uh, needs to be uh, quite comfortable with uh, huge volumes of data, which obviously cannot be, uh, you know, buffered in memory when uh, uh, terabytes of, uh, of data are uploaded in uh, in one go. Uh, so we need to be extremely efficient in the way we uh, uh, distribute uh, data to the, the downstream subsystems, uh, and that API layer needs to be, yeah. Um, as efficient as possible uh, memory-wise uh, for things mm -hmm. to be sustainable, uh, which is which is why we we have this investment in uh, uh, in Netty and asynchronous programming in general. Mm -hmm. um, but apart from that, um, yeah, I think pre pre spec. Moving around some things was a bit uh, harder than uh, uh, necessary and uh, would have proved to be an issue uh, long term, uh, most likely. Mm -hmm. uh, as you know, uh, it would have probably ended up in the situation where that you that you meet with the very large Python projects, for instance, which well, which are a bit hard to observe because you never really know the, the shape of the data you're, you're supposed to be mm -hmm. handing out or receiving. Uh, and that um, we're quite happy with uh, um, what Spex uh, provides us with uh, in that regard. Mm -hmm. And you're using Closure Spec? Yeah. Yeah, extensively. Uh, it's um, at the uh, outside layers of the applications, we. we uh, convert everything to um, um, namespace maps, uh, mm -hmm. uh, which uh, allows us to uh, well benefit from you know a namespace key always have the the, the same meaning. Um, it's a bit prior to when the the whole Metoscene ecosystem came out uh, publicly. We we built a our own version of. Uh, um, I would say um, a, a library that uh, gets you a DDL to uh, describe um, uh, an API that produce, produces an open API document, but also produces the, the skeleton uh, uh, HTTP service for you, uh, which by the time you write your uh, handler for a specific uh, command is fed with uh, uh, fully qualified uh, uh, maps. 
so handling all of the content negotiation, uh, coercing to the, the right types and everything. So, mm-hmm. which gets us to a place where we can then work inside the system with uh, these fully named face maps, uh, which are uh, uh, easier to work with um, uh, long term, especially in larger teams, right? So you more or less created your own stack at Exascales to handle most of the situations. Um, we did write um, a, a good amount of, um, I would say, smaller libraries, right? So mm-hmm. we tried to 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 basically add sugar to well-established things mm-hmm. uh, and not to build everything. So typically for uh, SQL, it's uh, it's all based on the next JDBC. Uh, mm-hmm. Um, but we, we have this facet that helps us to build the schemas uh, and uh, write uh, equal t- um, style queries to uh, to make things a bit more a bit simpler. Uh, for HTTP, uh, it's based on uh, uh, es- you know uh, already established routers, uh, uh, Netty. Uh, it's just this uh, this DDL which produces a spec on one side and uh, Open API on the other. Mm-hmm. Uh, which uh, uh, which helps all of our projects look a bit the same because that's something that we tend to be very attentive to uh, in the team mm-hmm. is to to build these common idioms uh, that uh, uh, when when you land uh, in a project it looks hopefully like the 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 previous one you were you were working on mm-hmm. uh, that's uh, uh, so, what are the construction areas right now? Like, are you? Is there anything specific that you may be looking at closure community and feel like, oh, this is exciting, and I would like to put this part maybe in exascale or? At the moment, uh, not quite. I think we are um, really. Uh, I'm a bit looking at uh, what uh, alternative um, uh, targets. Uh, will start uh, emerging. Yes, okay. There is one which is Closure Dart, uh, which definitely captures our, our interest. We have a few um, very vocal advocates for it in the, in, in the team. Um, and, um, and I think it could be um, a, a future alternative to, to go for us in, in some areas. Mm-hmm. Uh, so definitely because... The, the, its ability to produce these uh, standalone executables uh, that have that are very small in in shape um, mm-hmm. is probably a, a target that we're interested in. So not in the typical Dart space of uh, uh, you know oh, mobile or desktop mm-hmm. applications, but rather um, uh, standalone apps on uh, on Unix systems. Uh, if this proves to be a a good way to build those, uh, we would definitely be in the in the market for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Babashka um, is is also something that uh, uh, we started putting to use in a in a couple of places, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, is also something that uh, we may be extending uh, extending usage of in the in the future. Mm-hmm. And last but not least, we went through the trouble of uh, changing our default build tooling uh, this mm-hmm. summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also built uh, an open source uh, uh, library for uh, to, to support this effort to to basically move away from Lightning and to uh, uh, tools build, but with um, 
we're trying to bring back these um, the, the things we like about Lightning Hand, which are conventions. Right, mm -hmm. uh, uh, so something that gives us uh, a few common targets mm -hmm. uh, for compilation, for building Uber jars, for um, mm -hmm. rather than uh, copying and pasting uh, build CLG files in every project, which is something we we wanted to avoid. Um, um, yeah. Mm, all right. Um, would there be anything else that you think would be worth talk about uh, when it comes to exascale closure? I don't know. I, I think one of the spaces that that needs to be explored a bit more mm -hmm. uh, is the the one of um, databases uh, with, uh, with with closure. I think there's the current defaulting to Datomic for a lot of things um, rarefied the the air of uh, innovation around that space in the in the closure world. Right? It's uh, you either uh, use Datomic or uh, go to JDBC, and, and mm -hmm. I think spec and related technologies, because I think Mali is quite interesting as well, uh, and the introspection that you can get off of those open up for tons of opportunities for uh, uh, building really interesting uh, storage products. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's super niche and uh, would probably be a, a, a top sell, but I think for the for, for the closureians, there there's really interesting things to to build in that area, um, uh, and uh, yeah, um, interesting things maybe, to yeah. yeah. Did you maybe had a chance to look at uh, uh, XTDB? Yes. Um, we, XTDB, but also the the things that are produced from the the people that uh, that hike yes. um, uh, are um, um, are also interesting. And um, but um, I, I think the the uh, the it's really modeled after what Datomic uh, provided, and I think there's. Uh, um, there could be ways to to blend uh, to blend code and and uh, storage even more uh, down the down the line. Um, I'm uh, how would I say? Uh, I I don't have a specific plan in mind or a a, a specific um, uh, shape of product, but. Um, what the the foundation DB people uh, did with record layer, for instance, mm -hmm. uh, could be drastically simplified with um, uh, a, a closure first approach. Of course, wouldn't be uh, as easy a sell as uh, uh, as what they did, but for the, the the closure crowd, could be could be quite interesting. And those mm -hmm. are things that we will probably explore down down the line uh, to simplify uh, uh, our storage needs. Mm -hmm. um, right. That's uh, uh, those at least are areas that uh, that I think could be uh, could be very interesting and down the line could hand out the the closure crowd a a better firebase of sorts, mm -hmm. uh, more tailored to to closure. Mm -hmm. um, so since you're talking about the space, can I ask you your opinion between uh, SQL and uh, um, data log? What's your, do you have any opinion? Do you have any feeling? Do you prefer one over the other? Um, I think, I mean, everyone wants uh, their uh, queries to look like uh, pool syntax, uh, right? Uh, it's 
which is what we tried to to do with uh, uh, SQL uh, to to some extent, which gives like an EQL type syntax over SQL. Um, most of our decisions are not driven by um, uh, UX, unfortunately. Uh, rather by the properties we want out of the systems. So, I mean, if you take uh, the, uh, the the worst case scenario, which for us is object storage, uh, um, everything would be simpler if everything uh, uh, sat on top of the atomic. Sadly, it's not viable. Right. Uh, so some of the, the the systems we build have requirements that make it unviable to use that type of. Uh, um, I also don't maybe, but that's more of a, a, a personal take. I don't think there's like a, a, a right. Uh, I don't think there's a, a, a right solution in, in that space, but. I'm a bit more comfortable with uh, systems that are um, built of more discrete parts, right? Because they they give you more opportunities to cater to your specific performance needs. Um, uh, and what I mean by that is that we do have historization of transactions. Uh, they are built off of Kafka in, in our case. Um, um, so we, we we do obtain the the same properties in the area where it's uh, necessary for us. Uh, so typically, uh, any changes to customer accounts, billing, uh, uh, I mean everything that uh, takes part uh, in in invoicing, um, but not being completely bought in into a, a single all-encompassing product gives us also a bit more flexibility. So for me, it's not like a, a, a SQL versus the atomic type of uh, decision, uh, but rather a closed system versus open system that's built off of SQL plus streaming. Um, that, that um, and frankly, <clears throat> uh, the, those were choices that were uh, made before the atomic came around. So uh, we were a bit too. Uh, far into that development to start all over again at that uh, at that point. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so it sounds like uh, it was a fully uh, planned out decision, but uh, uh, it actually also uh, was built off of uh, what we had at hand back then. Potentially, uh, if we were to to start from scratch today, uh, we'd look more into um, uh, into Datomic. Would there be anything else? And what's the so the the typical questioning uh, often goes to uh, hiring, but I think that uh, uh, I only have uh, standard answers to to give out. Um, <laughs> so here. are you hiring? Um, no, no. What I mean by that is that uh, we often get asked uh, if it's tough to hire uh, uh, a large amount of closure developers, but. Uh, Turns out, uh, so far, it's been the easiest. Uh, for, I mean, those are, have been the easiest uh, positions to fill for us. Um, the, maybe the the only challenge is that uh, we we have a part where we do the uh, uh, canonical closure projects, which are like the stream processing ones uh, uh, yeah. for the, the the. But the the storage systems are not the canonical closure projects, and those. Uh, 
uh, onboarding people once they there is a bit uh, uh, is a bit tougher. Um, yeah, but yeah, we are mostly constantly hiring, but uh, uh, um, we are not specifically this month, so so it's not worth uh, not worth mentioning. No, I think um, a lot of what we did also in the the past couple of years, which is very um, uh, praised in the, the closure world, is to to focus a, a lot on the on thinking before acting, and that that's proven to be a a a, a, a really good way to durably install a remote work for us uh, from the, at the product layer architecture uh, layer and then uh, architecture decision record layer as well um, uh, all of these things really matured over the, the past four years um, it's it's something we we have tended to do from from the get-go but uh, 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 which we intensified in the in the past three years and uh, uh, also speaks a lot to how uh, I guess the 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 closure the uh, at least the closure core community uh, uh, advocates their their way of working. Yeah, uh, uh, great. So I think it was uh, very nice to chat to you, explore a bit the Exascale, and I guess if you're in Europe and you're looking for a cloud provider, you can always check out the Exascale.com. Uh, and know that it's built on top of closure, which is, I think, it's really nice. Uh, so, thank you for taking the time. Thank you, Yashik. Uh, catch you next really time. We enjoyed it. Okay. Bye. Bye. Have a nice afternoon. Thanks for listening. If you like this podcast, consider supporting it by rating it on your platform and telling others about it. You can also support it directly by buying subscription at closure.stream or sponsoring it on GitHub sponsors. All the details in the show notes below.